Non-rockabotus must stop. I don't want to rock the boat. I want to sink it. Are you going to bark all day, little doggy, or are you going to bite? Brett, delusional is okay in your worldview. I'm an animal. You don't chastise chickens for being delusional. You don't chastise pigs for being delusional. So you calling me delusional using your worldview is perfectly okay. It doesn't really hurt. <laughs> she hung up on me. Yeah! Yeah! What? What? Desperate times call for faithful men and not for careful men. The careful men come later and write the biographies of the faithful men, lauding them for their courage. Go into all the world and make disciples. Not go into the world and make buddies. Not to make brosives. Right. Don't go in the world and make homies. Right. Disciples. Well, I, yeah. got, I got a bit of a jiggle neck. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke, Pastor. No. When we have the real message of truth, we cannot let somebody say they're speaking truth when yeah. they're not. Take an amazing journey to a place that will blow your mind and move your heart so you will never be the same again. When you come into the land that the Lord your God is giving you, you shall not learn to follow the abominable practices of those nations. There shall not be found among you anyone who burns his son or his daughter as an offering. Anyone who practices divination or tells fortunes or interprets omens or a sorcerer or a charmer or a medium or a necromancer or one who inquires of the dead. For whoever does these things is an abomination to the Lord. And because of these abominations, the Lord your God is driving them out before you. You should be blameless before the Lord your God for these nations which you are about to dispossess. Listen to fortune tellers and diviners. But as for you, the Lord your God has not allowed you to do this. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Gospel Heard around the world. This is Apology Radio. I want to encourage everybody to take the link right now that's above you here as you're watching this live across the internet and share it across your social media platforms because that's how you get the word out. That's how you guys help us to communicate the gospel and the biblical worldview in the public square, I want to just give you a quick reminder that 100 years ago, 150 years ago, to have a conversation like this, you would probably have to travel long distance to make it happen. A lot of money would go into making it happen, and you would only have the audience that was in front of you at that very moment, maybe in that small room and maybe with no air conditioning. That's what it would look like. And then whatever took place from that moment had to take some time to get legs on it. That message had to go from those minds on those feet out into that world and it had to go those distances to communicate the message to the next town, to the next person, to the next group, to the next community. Right now, I want to just remind you how insane this is. Right now, there's probably about a four second delay, maybe a five second delay, something like that, of my voice here in Phoenix, Arizona to Australia. Mm. And that's stupid, <laughs> amazing, and crazy. And that's amazing. That's, that's amazing. Uh, it, oh, inside joke, Jesse Lee Peterson, inside joke. Um, all right, so um, I want to just tell you how cool it is that now the public square is in your pocket, right? Like you get to like engage with the gospel and the biblical worldview in the public square. You get to do it while sitting, eating mudslide ice cream on your sofa while you're in the living room. You get to talk to people right now in Australia and China and Japan and Russia and all over the world. And it's right here in your pocket. And right now, I my voice is traveling around the planet right now for free. For freezies. For free, basically. I mean, you obviously you pay for your data all plan. Right, all right there, Bernie Sanders. Yeah. Free, <laughs> free phones, healthcare. Do you see how many times they said in a democratic debate, yeah. they said free? Do you see that video going around? Yeah. It was like the democratic national 
debate stuff yeah. and they were like how many times was the word free and we'll give you like put out it was just it was every just free this and free that and free 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 did you see the stossel one i sent you yes that's the one i think oh, it's the one it? where what? he's adding up all the money that yes. they're saying they're giving away for free that was the one it was yeah. like free 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 like and hundreds yes. of billions of dollars a lot of money yeah, yeah. where are you gonna get that yeah Speaking of how stupid that is um, and how insane uh, socialism is and Marxism and all the rest, um, this is an amazing uh, gift from God, God's revelation that he has preserved for us through time. He's spoken in history. And I just read to you guys a passage from Deuteronomy chapter 18. And remember, remind you of this beautiful, beautiful thing. And that's Deuteronomy chapter 4. God tells his people when he is giving them his law, he says that this law that I'm giving to you is going to be your wisdom in the sight of the peoples. That it, Watch. Yes, there are blessings and cursings to God's law. Blessings for obedience, curses for disobedience. We know that there was a special privilege and place that Israel had with God. It was always by grace, through faith. It was always a gift of God's grace. But they also had like a national covenant with God where if they sinned, they would be cursed. So there's a curse to God's law, for sure. Disobedience means curse. However, not all of God's law is simply curse. It's also gift and blessing. God says in his law, he says that his law is to be their wisdom in the sight of the peoples. And it specifically says that the world is supposed to look in on God's law and say, wow, like what kind of God is this? And a people that has a God so near to them as this. And a nation that has laws so righteous, so just as this. Now I'm gonna say if we get away from that law, we get away from justice. And you might say, well, like, what is justice really? Well, you got to look to the one who is just, who only does what is just, who never changes. And that law he revealed. He said, this is how you're to live. Here's how I made the world. You live in it this way. And I read to you guys a section from Deuteronomy 18 where it talks about sorcerers, necromancers, those who deal in omens. And, and you might be saying, like, hmm, who's doing that today? Mm, maybe <laughs> certain groups, small, weird groups of people. No, baby, it is pervasive. And I'll bet you, if you're part of the typical evangelical church model of today, mega church context, it's probably hanging around in your church context somewhere in some kind of context. Maybe not overt, maybe not on purpose, but it's there. We've got a lot of new age occultic beliefs and practices actually that are really influencing the church. So we have a perfect show for you today. You need to share. I am Jeff the Comb of the Ninja. That is Luke the Bear right there. What up? I feel weird over here. Why? Oh, because you're on the wrong <laughs> yeah, side. It's weird. Yes, he's not usually it's on this side of the room. Off. It's throwing all of our audience yeah. off too. And the uh, symbol people are already back. So Yeah, the, are they yeah. already? Yeah, this is the yep. ancient ancient symbol of the yeah. Trinity called the Tricetra. Uh, you need to get to know I already warned the somebody. Athanasian Creed and all the rest to get okay. what this is all about. Just Isaac, just... Oh yeah, guess. by the way, just and just as we're doing this live, we love to do it live. We love to have you guys in here live with us, but just know that ban button is permanent and it's so easy. I mean, it's so easy. It's just very, very easy. So behave. Um, hey, so speaking of wrong side, um, when you are out, like when we're on a trip doing ministry yeah. and our, our families are with us, mm -hmm. does your wife, do you guys require the same side of the bed oh, yeah. as home? Absolutely. Yeah. What's with the weird people that don't do that? There's people that don't do that? Yeah, there's people that like, you know, if they're going out of a hotel, like it, it just doesn't matter what side because they're not in their home bed. But I've, I'm like, I have to be oh, no, absolutely. on the same side. I will literally be up all night long. Yeah. And not because I'm uncomfortable, because this doesn't feel right. It doesn't right. feel right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. she's, my wife is a Southpaw and I'm right-handed. So even she's when a Southpaw. We, <laughs> even when we eat, we have to eat the same way because otherwise we bump bubbles the whole time. Yeah. And so, yeah. Well, I just the way it goes. I thought I would add that in there. For I didn't know there were weirdos like that. No, so. that's right. <laughs> there are yes, there are weirdos. There are weirdos. Yep. 
Um, and uh, hey, so we have two very special guests. You can see a long introduction today because we wanted to build the energy and get you guys sharing the episode because this is a very important episode. You notice that it says New Age and the Occult. Um, we thought we'd give a real simple title there that would also make it through Facebook and YouTube's algorithms. <laughs> so <laughs> that's really why we did that. Um, we have two very, very special guests we're very honored to have with us today. And um, I think you're really gonna enjoy this conversation. We are gonna talk about some very, very important things that um, we don't often get to talk about in the kind of detail we are today. I'm gonna tell you ahead of time that this is not the only place we're gonna have them on Apologia right. Studios content. We have our team in the back right now on standby waiting, waiting to do some cultish episodes with these two lovely ladies. And we are super excited about it because you guys are thinking a lot out of that. Mm -hmm. We're gonna talk about even Bethel Church, the movement Bethel and the new age and the occult. Uh, sort of together. So uh, be staying tuned for that. Cultish, make sure you like the cultish stuff on all the pages. I'm gonna go ahead and start to make introductions now. This is Doreen Virtue and Melissa Doherty. And um, I'm, I, the, the bio I have is for Doreen. Uh, no, uh, yes, wait, I have you both, don't I? Do I have you both? Yes, good, okay. <laughs> all right, so, so Doreen Virtue was formerly a top selling new age author and teacher. She was raised in New Thought churches, and she had never heard the gospel nor read the whole Bible. She had paranormal experiences throughout her life that she thought were from God and angels. She also thought that she was following Jesus, but it turned out to be the false Jesus. Then Jesus began calling her, and she started to read the gospels and go to church. On January 7th, 2017, wow. Doreen had a clear vision of Jesus at church that convic convicted her to leave the New Age completely. She got baptized for the first time and began reading and studying the entire Bible. Today, she helps others to realize that the New Age is spiritually dangerous and unbiblical, and that we must focus on the gospel of Jesus, the Messiah, then and Son of God. She lost almost everything in the material world with her conversion, including her New Age family members who have shunned her, and yet she gained everything through wow. her salvation by the grace of God and her faith in Jesus. Doreen holds a BA and MA degrees in counseling psychology, and she is currently taking seminary classes in biblical theology. Way to go. Today, she helps others to realize that the New Age is dangerous heresy. Her focus is on encouraging everyone to read and study the entire Bible and to give their lives to Jesus as our Lord and Savior. All right. Amen. Well, welcome, ladies. Thank you for having us. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you guys for coming. So tell everyone where you traveled from. Yeah. That would be the good thing. I live just outside of Seattle. Okay. I traveled from New Mexico. Mm. Not too far. And so uh, so for you, definitely stepping into the major heat. Mm -hmm. And you're from Hawaii, so Originally, you're used to... Yeah. Well, from California, and then I lived in Hawaii for 11 years. Okay. See, she even and, says it right. Yeah. Hawaii. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and a little... Hawaii. Uh, my my career crashed after my conversion, yes. so I could no longer afford it. And my mm. parents and mother-in-law lived with my husband and I, and we, so we have a lot of expenses. So we moved to tax-free Washington State. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, that's why. But we love it there. And actually, um, once we made the decision to move, I knew that we would find more biblical church options mm. there mm -hmm. um, than we were finding in Hawaii. Okay. So we're going to talk a bit about that later mm -hmm. as well. So um, you came all the way from New Mexico, mm -hmm. and um, so let's 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 do this at least quickly as by way of introduction. Tell us um, a quick overview of um, who you are, where you come from, and why you're here today. So I am an ex New Ager as well, and I got saved when I was 16, but just had really bad theology. I never knew my Bible. I didn't ask. I didn't have anybody to ask those questions to, and kind of fell into the upbringing of my family, which would have been New Thought teachings. Okay. Um, which is I call it the half sister of New Age. It's. Okay. The same, but not in so many ways. And, okay. but then, uh, 
years go by and I'm knee deep in it and two Jehovah's Witnesses show up at my door. And um, long story short, it was through researching the Jehovah's Witness religion that it got me out of the new thought. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. It challenged everything that I thought I knew and it kind of forced me to look critically at what I believed. And it pulled the rug out from under me. My mom is still in it. Um, We don't have very constructive conversations about this. Mm -hmm. Um, My sister, same thing. It's uh, my family's a little, we're divided on this topic. Okay. Um, So um, I was lonely. There was no Stephen Bancars. There was no Mm -hmm. Dorian Virtue. I didn't have anybody that related to me. I made a Facebook group, invited people to it. um, And then one day Dorian Virtue joins my group. I was lonely too. I'd lost most of my (laughs) new age friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had no idea who she was, but that's how we became friends. It was through a Facebook group, wow. and this was years ago. Praise mm-hmm. God. I, I yeah. can't remember when, but. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. And and then one day, um, right after, I do daily Bible study, of course, and I pray, and I really got this sense that the Holy Spirit wanted us to partner on my YouTube channel. Yeah. And so I asked her, and she said, sure. So for the last almost two it's years now. Actually, it's a year. One year in July, but for two years, we've been close yeah. friends. Yeah. But we've actually one been year. doing active ministry together for for a year. One of the reasons we wanted to do that is because when you are a new ager, it's very myopic who you follow. Mm-hmm. There's, because uh, I've been touring with the famous new age teachers okay. for 20, over 20 years. Mm. And that's who everyone follows. There's like 12 of us, you know, maybe 20. And so I wanted to introduce the people who were following me in the new age to Christian leaders. And so we've taken, we've, we've brought on theologians and apologetics, apologists yeah. and, uh, and Which is testimony. kind of our fields because I'm, I'm going to college for apologetics nice. and she's going for, for theology. Yeah, biblical theology. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very good. So we teamed up in that. And yeah. And so and it's been great because yeah. um, the audience would have no exposure to these folks. You know, YouTube's very specific who they refer to. It's the, more the same or the same. Mm-hmm. So now we see people following, you know, Paul Washer and Cultish and Apologia and, nice. and, and Justin. God. Um, Peters. Peters and you know all these our man Justin good yeah good yeah and Lindsay Davis of course oh yeah sure. yeah. yeah good and excellent Bancars. so we we've just been doing our best to help the new agers because coming from a background in psychology plus new age I, I feel like I have insight why people go in the new age and why they stay there mm-hmm. and my experience is that a lot of people in the new age are trauma survivors they've been abused as children mm. um, they have issues of almost PTSD or at least secondary and so they're looking for a place that's comforting. Many people that I used to have in my audience left the church because they didn't feel comfort there and they felt guilty. And so they would come in the new age where the theology there is everything goes, there is no evil, there's no devil, there's no sin, there's no demons, mm. everything is allowed. You can just be yourself and mm-hmm. you can dress up with glitter and, and have fun and just express yourself. And and so that's what they felt like was a womb for them. Mm. But the trouble is it's it's, you and I both have a recovery background. Mm-hmm. So you know how alcoholism is a progressive disease. So is deception. And so people would come in through the guise of my angel cards, which seem so fluffy and sweet. And then as I watched them, you could see them going through wanting more adrenaline, more experiences, mm. and finally getting into pretty dark places in right. spirituality right. Right. from that gateway. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it starts off very... Very uh, beautiful, a lot of light, and then mm-hmm. it starts to progressively get darker and scary. Right. Very yeah. scary. Mm-hmm. So with that, um, you mentioned, I mean, you used to travel around the world with yes. some of the top New Age uh, talking heads mm-hmm. and popular icons. Yep. And so g- give us a picture. What, what did that look like? Uh, so so what you're, you're talking about coming out of the New Age 
from the top level mm -hmm. of the new age. I was the top selling author of Hay House, which is the top selling new age publishing company. Okay, so yeah. who we're talking to, who God has saved, is somebody that was not dabbling in the new age. No, you... I was all in, but I thought I was a Christian because I was raised in Christian science and my mother told us we were Christians. Mm -hmm. We had a King, King James Bible in our house. Um, Christian science, which I, I know you guys know the background on it, they, they have lessons every week where they cherry pick it's very eisegesis oh, oriented. Of course, yes, yeah, yeah. And so they'll find a verse that fits their theology and then you read that for the day out of context, no idea what it is. Mm -hmm. So I thought I had read the whole Bible because I had read bits from Genesis to Revelation, but I didn't see the whole biblical theology picture at all. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I would mix, um, much like I see a lot of the churches doing today, I would mix New Age theology with a bit of scripture. Mm -hmm. I used Christian terms mm. before I would start my workshops. I'd sit on stage and I would pray God, Holy Spirit, Jesus. And then I would add in Archangel Michael because that was who I thought was someone to pray to and mm -hmm. repented for that. Um, but so I think people were confused. I was confused. A lot of my audience members would come to my book signings with crosses on their necks saying that they were Christians too. Wow. And and so it was beyond watered down Christianity. It was heresy mixed yeah. with some Christian veneer. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you sold books? Yeah, I had on, 70 on books. 70 mm -hmm. books. In 38, in 38 languages. I, I, that, you, you, Two are on the table right now. Yeah, that seems. And, <laughs> yeah, it was so one, one is uh, the Angel Therapy Handbook. Can mm -hmm. I take, like, take oh, a yeah. look at that? There's right? a few yeah. that she wrote. Yeah. Buckle okay. your seatbelts. Yeah. The, I marked some pages in there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So the Angel Therapy Handbook. Yep. Um, give us a snapshot of what in the world is that about? You wrote a book on the angel therapy handbook? Yes, that was a, a manual given to my students in classes where um, we were learning about giving what seemed like psychic readings, but we called them more pure because we weren't talking to just any old spirit. We were talking to guardian angels and archangels. Mm. And I really believed it. Um, I had these experiences. When I would give the readings, I would get information that I could not have known mm -hmm. and sometimes future information that would be verified. So it wasn't a sleight of hand. It wasn't mind reading or body language reading. There were unclean spirits I was talking wow. with who were feeding me information. So this is really important. We talked about this a bit before the show started. There are people like Darren Brown and um, James Randy. Am I saying yes. that right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, that will, and very in a very entertaining way. I was mm -hmm. actually watching Darren Brown just the other day, where he basically debunks mm -hmm. faith healers mm -hmm. and uh, psychic mediums and pe people that were engaged in this kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. He shows that, that there's a lot. Uh, there's charlatans. There's trickery going on. There's they're scamming. They're knowingly scamming people. And there's even stuff that actually now is masquerading as uh, charismatic Christianity. Mm -hmm. That's nothing more than occultic and new age practices mm -hmm. actually put into the church. And they're mm -hmm. saying, no, that's just charismatic. And mm -hmm. it's like, well, that's not, it's a different kind of spirit um, for sure. But um, so it, it's at points in, in this kind of field, people will say, I think, Doreen, it's all charlatan. It's all mm -hmm. scam. It's all you knew you were deceiving people and you were just making a great paycheck from it. But what you were saying, and this is what I want people to hear, mm -hmm. is that yes, there are charlatans. Yes, there are scam artists, but there are unclean spirits. There are demonic elements and opposition involved in this. You were talking to spirits. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, th the I thought I was working for God. I would often mm. call myself God's secretary when I would channel a book. This is a channeled book, by the way. Yeah. And so I would sit. But can you just roll? I'm sorry. I don't yeah. want. You keep yeah. going. Okay. I just want. I yeah, channeled so, a book. What? Okay. So so I would kind of lose my my mode of consciousness and just listen for a voice mm -hmm. and a feeling, and I would type whatever I got. Wow. And there was no discernment because 
in my belief, there was nothing bad. I hadn't read Second Corinthians eleven fourteen that says that devil the devil can masquerade as an angel, angel of light. Of light. Mm-hmm. I did not. I mean, I'd seen it, but it didn't fit what I was raised with. That there is no devil except for um, mortal mind, what Christian Science calls negative thinking. That, right, was, right, right. that was the only sin, is if you're negative, and then you might bring it on yourself. So I wouldn't allow myself to think about any of this because I could bring on something negative. Mm-hmm. So when I was on stage and and I was giving keynote speeches around the world, with hundreds of people in the audience, sometimes thousands, and I'd be touring with some of the very famous, you know, teachers. Do you mind just giving yeah, a name so, or two? So Deepak Chopra, Marion Williamson, Wayne Dyer, Louise Hay. I toured with them all. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, James James Redfield, James Von Prague, mm-hmm. um, John Edward, you know, all the famous psychics. All, all the big guys. All the big and guys. And ladies. Yeah. yeah. So we were like a traveling circus family, and we would be in different cities around the world, paid for by the publisher. Um, they would, you know, give us kind of a rock star treatment. And we would go on stage and my talk would be repetitive. I'd give basically the same kind of talk, but the readings were on the fly and I could not know what I was going to say to the person. It was what? Well, completely okay. authentic. Okay, so I, and, I, and I believe that. Yeah. So give me, give me an example of an experience so people, believers who are watching this can understand why it's so important for us to actually engage this yes. issue yeah. and to start viewing this through the lens of not conspiracy, mm-hmm. but true biblical spirituality, that there is not just flesh and blood here, conspiracy, charlatan uh, no. stuff. It's actual spiritual demonic yep. elements behind this. So we're, we're at a conference. Mm-hmm. You're up, you're giving your talk. Now you're doing a live reading. Yep. What would that be like? There'd what would be happen? a room full of people. I mean, we're talking about a convention center hall. So maybe 500 to 3,000 people. Right. And so I can't see individuals. But I would be pulled, I would, my body would be pulled in a certain direction. I'd hear a, a name and I would say, okay, I'm pull, being pulled over here. And this is just a hypothetical. It'd be, it'd be real in the moment. Okay, I'm hearing the name Susan. Susan, and I, I get that maybe your left arm is hurting and you really are being drawn to write a book but you're afraid of what people might think because you want to write about your family. Mm-hmm. And, and it would be in the moment, in the, and then we'd find the Susan over here, and she'd stand up, and then it would be very authentic because she'd be crying because it would be so spot on. Mm-hmm. But I would go more, I'd get the names of her dead relatives. One time I was giving readings in, in Athens, Greece, and I got Greek names of mm-hmm. dead relatives. And that was before I learned how, I'm just learning Greek now. But So there was things oh. that I could not have known. You about. weren't trained then. No. Yeah. No, I actually took one, I took one, maybe two days of psychic development classes. The rest came to me in meditation where I was told what to do. So Mm -hmm. I want to explore that, explore that. So you were told what to do in meditation. Mm -hmm. What what kind of, what relationship is this? What kind of relationship is this where just all of a sudden you're, you were in meditation and you're being told? Yes. Oh, I got big instructions and I always thought it must be from God. There was no question it could be anything else. I mean, it I didn't was, seem nefarious. Well, it was. A, it didn't even matter if it was because I was raised pantheistic. So all there is is God, and so any spirit is from all God. Is mm-hmm. oh, all is one. Okay. Yeah. All is one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was just lower energy. Oneism. If you ever. Yep. Twoism. Twoism. Yep. Yeah. 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 So anything I got must be from God. So I was told, you know, these different methods to do and and how to do them, and then that's what I would teach others through this book. Okay. Wow. So, oh, there's so much to explore here. By the way, Peter Jones. Have you heard Peter Jones? No. Go check out Peter Jones. I think he, you would you would absolutely be blessed by Peter Jones and his his discussion on oneism, twoism. Right. Mm. Uh, it, it'll really, really okay. help with where you're going in terms of like really uh, codifying, mm-hmm. expressing the worldview distinctions. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, we could probably do this for hours. When did it start to get nefarious? Were you realize? Was there any moment no. where it seemed nefarious? No. Never. No. I want to tell you something. When okay. you opened this show with Deuteronomy eighteen ten through what twelve or thirteen, mm. 
I started crying because I have that open right here. Oh yeah. Because that's the that is the no, no spirit told me to do that. By no, the way. <laughs> that is the passage that convicted me of my sin. That was that was it. Yeah. I, wow. So when I had a vision of Jesus, it was it was just a static pi picture, like mm -hmm. a mind's eye, but he was out here with light coming out. But I had epiphanies when I saw that. So the epiphany was Jesus of the Bible is real. And before then, I had doubted that. Um, the next epiphany was the Bible's real, complete knowing that the Bible was real. Third epiphany was that he had been crucified for our sins. Before then, I had fallen into the zeitgeist conspiracy theory, mm -hmm. that it was Sumerian, Babylonian, yeah, Egyptian. Right, right, right. Yeah. And, and then the fourth epiphany was I have to get out of the New Age. And so all four of those happened. I don't know what space of time. And well, Doreen, why? Like, what, what, how, did this just drop from heaven? I, like, I, what, what, the what, feeling what? was that Jesus was always there, but the veil lifted. And but what happened? Was someone talking to no, you? No, I was at, I, I, at that point was getting called by Jesus. So my husband and I were at church in Hawaii in an outdoor service, and they were just making announcements. It was the beginning of the service. There was no prayer, no meditation. Just my whole viewpoint was Jesus. Mm -hmm. and, this, and, he, and it was like these, it reminds me of what I'm hearing about these Muslim dreams of seeing Jesus mm. in a dream pointing you to the Bible. Of, mm -hmm. and yeah, they, yeah, because, exactly. I heard because these stories, yeah. as soon as it happened, I couldn't wait to be baptized. I had never thought of that before. And I couldn't wait to read the entire Bible from Genesis to Revelation. I couldn't wait. So wow. I started and I was still doing new age things because I didn't know what I was doing wrong. In mm -hmm. my mind, everything was allowed. Mm -hmm. So I was still doing these angel cards and readings and things until I got to Deuteronomy 18. And that's mm -hmm. when I was saved. I was going to ask you if you Woo. actually knew the wow. background. Yeah. Because when you opened with that, I was going to ask if yeah. you knew that story. No, yeah. no, no. I've, when, when I've talked about this subject, every time that I talk about it, I I will always go to Deuteronomy 18 yeah. because yeah. It, when you, and I'm sure you you're, you guys are both aware of this, when you really unpack that passage and the understanding of those different practices and um, uh, professions, mm -hmm. you understand how it relates to the new age and how it's being done today. In, in every way from pendulum to uh, even some forms of chiropractic yeah. oh, care. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, what, what's it called again? Um, oh. uh, the network chiropractic oh, and the cranial. I, I, we, had to, we had to actually do this. Uh, there's a two hour message I have I up at church. Mm -hmm. um, uh, we had to actually, oh, thank God we were informed some members of our church had accidentally got sucked into this chiropractic mm -hmm. care that had a lot of mm -hmm. uh, occultic practices yeah. mixed in with it. Um, I just, KST, KST core and specific technique. Oh, they yeah. use a lot of the yeah. So, um, well, what happened was I was reading the NLT translation, which is, you know, a pretty good dynamic translation for beginners because the KJV being in our house um, wasn't helping me because I didn't understand it. Interestingly, Old the English. Christian science cult is KJV only us. I think that's just really? so ironic. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, own. I don't know. There might be something to that. Well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, I, so yeah. in the NLT, it says that these practices God finds despicable. And there was something about that word that just slayed me. Mm. It just, it just broke my heart because I thought I was doing God's work until I read that. Wow. And then, of course, reading the Old Testament prophets about the idolatry and the false prophets, I really related. And I relate so much to Acts sixteen sixteen, the girl mm -hmm. with the the python spirit of divination. Mm -hmm. That's who I was. Mm -hmm. I was giving um, messages and making a lot of money for my publishers and you know, event producers. Wow. Um, so. Just to help our audience who's listening to us now. I'm trying to think of the questions they might be asking. Maybe, maybe they might ask, did you, did you really hear voices? Yes, mm -hmm. I heard voices and I saw what I thought were angels. Okay. Since so, I was a child. Since mm -hmm. you were a child. Mm -hmm. And this, the home that you were raised in, is this, was this sort of like a common belief and practice? And is that why this began? Or No, what it happened? wasn't. My brother and I, um, my, brother, my younger brother, Ken, is two years 
younger than me. He's also saved and um, born again. Um, we're the, and his family. So we're the only ones in the family who are saved. The rest of the family is New Age, New Thought. And so that's why I, I didn't ask to be saved. I didn't ask for Jesus. He called me. That's why I have Reformed leanings now. Because Woo. John we, six, yes, John right, ten. You have Romans, yeah. Romans nine. I, I am, Ephesians I, one. We can I keep am, going. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm the yeah. case study for Romans nine. Yes. Seriously, yeah. I would never have left the New Age. I, I was set for life. Well, I had, it was, it was an Acts nine moments yeah, where Paul yes. is on oh. his high horse, gets knocked yeah. off, and his eyes are opened. It was There's very God. much yeah. like that. I relate yes. to Paul so much, except for I probably should have gone away for three years, like he did. <laughs> yeah. But I went through sanctification <laughs> publicly. <laughs> right. And we are, all of us are, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. Um, we should probably go to break soon. Uh, yeah, actually, let's do that. So I uh, thank you guys all for watching. We have much more to say, much more to come. Uh, we're going to get into some important conversation here. Um, and so if you guys would uh, take the link, share it across your social media platforms, let everybody know. Important discussion to have. Again, this is not the only discussion we're going to have. We're going to have these two lovely ladies on Cultish, our broadcast. They're here in the studio all day today to be filming with us and doing projects. So grateful for the two of them. I want you guys to just go ahead and share everything. Make sure everyone knows about what's going on with these two ladies and the gospel message coming out of them now. And I want to encourage everybody to go to apologiastudios.com. Sign up for all access. When you guys sign up for all access, you make everything we do possible. So the gospel that is coming out of Apologia Church through all these different ministries, it takes place because brothers and sisters just like you sign up for all access to actually make all this possible. The lights, the air, which you really need in Arizona, and uh, this, <laughs> this place, these microphones, all of it is you partnering with us. And also want to encourage you to know that when you guys are all access, you get access to all the additional content, the TV show, the after show, and Apologia Theological Academy. And the purpose of Apology Academy is to equip you to equip the church in important issues, whether it's apologetics, whether it is uh, Reformed theology, whether it is church history. And that's why I'm telling you now, Dr. White's new series on church yep. history is being uploaded now. There's at least two or three up there right now. People are loving that series. Apologia All Access. Make sure you guys go sign up as soon as you guys can. And one more word. Um, you want to tell everyone about ReformCon? Yes, we've been talking about ReformCon. You can go check that out at reformcon.org. October 24th to the 26th. And what's important today is today is the last day to get the early bird special. So at the strike of midnight. Yes. Uh, strike. <laughs> strike of midnight. Uh, that deal is done. It's 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 gone. So if you sign up today, you'll save 40 bucks. And to make it sweeter, if you get the early bird special, you'll be thrown into a drawing uh, to get uh, a meal with us. We will take you out to dinner during the conference yeah. one of the nights. Luke and me and, and Pastor Sack. Yep, and Pastor we'll take Zach. you out. We'll take you out to dinner. Yep. McDonald's, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> It'll be better than McDonald's. <laughs> Anyways, so yes, reformcod.org. Check that out. Uh, we're super excited for it. Get those early bird specials today. Yeah, yeah and um, when you come to ReformCon, it's a three-day conference. Two days yes. are specifically ReformCon. One day is dedicated to End Abortion Now. You just need to know there's limited seating. The End Abortion Now conference is a free conference, but... They, but people are people who get their ReformCon tickets get their tickets for it first. So if we run out of seats, then that's it. It's a free conference, but the seats are full. Um, but um, we are actually going to be premiering yes. Babies Are Still Murdered Here, Babies yes. Are Murdered Here 2, um, at ReformCon. So if you want to see the premiere of one of the most important films uh, we have ever produced, and yes. I think one of the most important films of the next five years, um, I think uh, you need to be here for that. Uh, also, we are going to be getting uh, ramped up for next year's big 
gospel fight in the area of abortion. Uh, Pastor Luke is going to be preaching on that and abortion nowadays. I'll be preaching, and you get to hang out with us, spend time with us. But more importantly, we are doing this to network with all the Christians and churches across yes. the country so we can all be praying together and then being sent out to, to affect this issue. So that's it, guys. Stay with us. Three-minute break here, guys. We're coming back. More with these ladies talking about the New Age and the occult. Um, is your church practicing New Age practices? Is it in your life? Is it around you right now? It's possible. And we're going to talk about that as soon as we get back, guys. So stay with us right here at Apologia Radio. Get us at ApologiaStudios.com. Welcome back, everybody, to Apologia Radio. Thank you guys for joining us. ApologiaStudios.com is where you guys get more. You can get cultish, sheologians, Apologia Radio, hundreds of episodes and radio programs. Also, Apologia TV, Apologia Academy. Everything's there at ApologiaStudios.com. Thank you guys so much for joining us. And uh, that is Luke the Bear. Um, I am the Ninja, and we are here today with some very, very important guests. Um, if you guys are just joining us, want to encourage you guys to take the uh, link here and share it across your so social media platforms. Doreen Virtue, Melissa Doherty, uh, we're talking about the New Age and the Occult. We are talking with uh, two ladies that know this subject, and we're talking in particular, uh, we're talking with Doreen in really trying to talk through, I think it's vital to actually make this point, especially for people who are just joining us. Um, what you were experiencing in the New Age was real. Yes, and that's why when I look at the modern church prophets, what they're doing is exactly what I was doing. And so they're having real experiences. Okay, that is, yeah. uh, that's the next mm -hmm. jumping off yeah. point. There you go. Mm -hmm. Okay, so when you talk about people today that are calling this, oh, this is just charismatic, you know, when we're t t doing these, what are just clearly New Age pagan uh, practices, they're saying, well, no, this is just a version of, of charismatic Christianity. Right you're saying th these things are familiar to you. It's exactly the same. In fact, mm -hmm. Melissa has torn apart my old teaching books and she's compared it to what B Bethel is teaching. Yeah. And we have straight across wow. the same message. Give me, give so, me a couple wow. examples of I, that. I went to a Sean Bowles event and I will continue to go to hypercharismatic events because it's just what I do for research. And I, I was fine the whole time. There was nothing wacky until the end. And he did what he, he's like, we're going to do word of knowledge now. And I filmed the whole thing because I just couldn't believe what I was watching. It was like a psychic reading. It was what she used to do. Mm. I'm getting a name. I'm getting, you know, seven numbers here. It's an address. And people are, and people are blown away by it because oh, it's they're legit. Oh, they're blown away. The last, the last people he talked to were crying. Mm -hmm. it, was, it was so specific, so dead on. And I was even kind of shocked because I'm like, this is not a cold reading. He's getting this information from somewhere. And uh, the last uh, folks that he talked to, it was quite astounding how precise the information came in and how... Uh, they were they were honestly touched by this. They honestly thought he was hearing from God. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I remember I left and I wrote you and I'm all that was a psychic reading. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's, that's what I saw. That's what I'm seeing uh, from these. I watch Bethel TV sometimes, yeah. and I'll see, you know, a Heidi Baker and such. And and there's a biblical precedent for naming names. Okay. Yes. So <laughs> this is Absolutely. not me judging. This is beyond Matthew 18. I just want to say that I'm not dividing the body. I don't have a Pharisee or religious spirit. It's nothing like that. I am not a cessationist either. I do believe God still heals people. Mm -hmm. There's still miracles. And if someone did have the genuine gift of prophecy that exactly matched, matched scripture, I would be open to seeing that, but I haven't found it yet. It's, yeah. What I'm seeing is people saying things that don't match scripture and that their readings are very me-oriented and not gospel-oriented. Yeah. So they're talking about people's life purpose, about um, sowing a seed for prosperity. That's new age. It's not about God. It's never about God. It's not about Jesus no. and his glory. It's about me, my stuff, mm -hmm. me, 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 me. The only difference is I see them throwing in, uh, you know, the, the famous quote from Esther, are you born for just such a time as this? Mm -hmm. And I see them sprinkling mm -hmm. uh, mantles and, and such, you know, the little 
thing from Elijah, which has nothing to do with what they're talking about. Right, right. And what's so interesting is that when I came out of the New Age, um, and I was confused because I hadn't read the whole Bible yet, which is, this this is the guide that we've all been looking for, yep. the Bible. Um, I could have easily become a Christian prophet, so mm -hmm. easily. In fact, one of these churches would have probably welcomed me with my following on social media. And, and I started to follow, before I knew better, I started to follow two false Christian, not Christian, but che teachers, uh, Joyce Meyer and mm. Jennifer LeClaire. I started to follow them because okay. they said they were Christian and they said Bible quotes. And thank you, Lord, that he led me to fighting for the faith with Chris Rosebro, Pastor Chris. Good. And I, he and, and Pastor Chris showed how Jennifer LeClaire's teaching was not biblical and how Joyce Meyer's teachings was not biblical. And that led me to join the NAR Heresy Watch Facebook group wow. soon after I was saved. And that's that really kept me in the safety net of watching out for false teachers yeah, yeah. so can you explain we know what the N N N uh, nar is yeah. but can you explain for our listeners who don't sure know the new apostolic reformation is um, a group of churches that sometimes deny that it's even a real thing mm. uh, but it's 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 a belief that all of the functions the offices of that were in the bible prophet and apostle are still in in line now there's a great book on this by holly pivik uh, called super apostles which she has studied the NAR in depth. And what she's found is that the so-called apostles of today have absolute authority over their flock mm. to, to way beyond what a pastor would do. And if you defy, in fact, let me just read you what she has found in her studies here. This is from, um, from super apostles. So she said that, um, an apostle's authority can extend beyond churches to cities and workplaces and among institutions that have no connection with the church. Failure to submit to an apostle in an NAR church is seen as defiance against God. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Wow. Yeah. So, so here's where I come from. As a former psychotherapist, I treated um, drug and alcohol addictions and eating disorders. I mm -hmm. heard that you have a similar background. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of what I treated was codependence married to narcissists. That was the classic pairing in marriages. And I'm seeing that with the church. I'm seeing narcissists who are calling themselves these fancy names like apostle, and, and someone who is um, a diagnosed narcissist is someone who will not take any criticism. So you cannot do an iron sharpened iron with someone who's a narcissist. Mm -hmm. They just will call you names back. This mm -hmm. defensiveness is what we're seeing. When, when we or Lindsay Davis or someone talks about the NAR, we immediately get called names yeah. for doing it. And so to me, that fits with the diagnostic criteria for narcissism. Because if it's someone who really cares about God's word and really cares about shepherding, they're going to be open to yeah. hearing correction. Mm -hmm. I almost said NRA when I asked. That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, I think this brings up a, a good conversation here. And obviously we've this well, cultish has discussed Bethel with Lindsay Davis and that name's come up. Um, can you guys give us some specific examples of teaching from Bethel that is clearly <laughs> falls in this category? I know you have plenty. Mm -hmm. of, and the reason I ask this is because I think Bill Johnson's very good at disguising um, things, and and so he's very sneaky. He is, but he isn't. He's not very careful sometimes. Well, and that's good mm -hmm. because we get that's a lot of feedback we've had is like, well, no, they're a church, they're solid, you know. It's like, mm -mm. but I I, th I feel like he's I feel like he disguises the heresy a little bit, and 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 you know makes it look good, makes it look like true. So give us some examples well, of what in, you're talking about. In yeah. this book, Physics of Heaven, he's not even trying to hide it anymore. Yeah, and so he's he's openly saying that the New Age stole the spiritual gifts from Christianity and that they're taking them back. The wow. book the book implies, see, and this is where this is where it kind of hits home for me because I come from a metaphysical 
new thought background. Mm-hmm. So whenever I, I, I very much could have been in a church like Bethel and been perfectly happy mm. because what people are doing, they're leaving the new age and they're going to yes. churches like this. Yes. Oh, I still want to use my superpower. Mm. Oh, now you can. There's a Christian version for that. Yep. Mm. And that is what I'm seeing because I had an obsession with the supernatural. It naturally came for her. For me, I wanted that. Yeah. So it was uh, fully accepted in my household growing up. And in this instance, you have books like Physics of Heaven. That's just one. Mm. You have Glory Realms. You have Experiencing Heaven. And you have a group of these authors who are coming together. These are the leaders at Bethel. And they're coming together and they're saying basically that there is an authentic version for everything we find in the New Age. Wow. Astral projection, psychic readings, everything. You name it. They're saying yes. Uh, we need to take back what belongs to the church is what they're saying. Wow. That, that That is such an amazing point of manipulation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you can't This argue. stuff is real, mm-hmm. yeah. but, oh, it's very but real. God is sovereign. And so we need to take back ownership over these things. Oh, and we're allowed to. And that's yeah. that's the thing is throughout this entire book, the sovereignty of God is nilch. It's us. We're supposed to take up the mantle. And Bill Johnson, he's one of the uh, contributors to this book. And there's nothing to indicate that they're not in harmonious agreement to what's being said in this book and others. Uh, you have the Glory Realms, which he wrote the foreword to. Chris Ballatin gives the foreword to this particular book, and this is incredibly damning to them. Mm. If he doesn't have to say anything on the pulpit, just go read his books. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you'll find everything that you ever needed to know about Bethel and the ins and outs of their beliefs and what their goal is. Their end goal is revival. They, mm-hmm. they want to bring, they want to control the weather. I'm not kidding. Like they literally say, wow. There's a hidden chapter in the book called the Red Pill chapter. And what, I'm, what I read in Doreen's books is about how we have superpowers. We have these abilities that we need to tap into because all is God. God is all yeah. things that we you know, agreed with and believed with. Well, in this book, you have what's called the Red Pill chapter that you can find online. And it talks about having superpowers, that we are supposed to have the ability to control the weather, that we're supposed to be able to think where we want to go and transport there in a second. And these are their, they're, they're, they're frustrated because they're not seeing this in the church. They want more. And so they're saying we need to basically, they're saying we need to go to the new age because they seem to have this mm. and we can find an authentic version of what they're experiencing. Mm. And of course, according to them, it's biblical. Mm-hmm. And, and just for anybody just that's just now joining us, wow. you're talking about Bethel church. I am. Co- yeah. yep, yep. I am yep, talking yep, about exactly. Beth and everything affiliated with them. So I, this is one of the fastest great growing music. Churches. Oh, great music. Yeah. <laughs> Heresy. Yes. And even their music, they're yeah. absolutely. It's addictive. Yes. We really can yeah. see the hand of the enemy in their music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. We, we played, sang a lot of it when it first came out and we first started mm-hmm. Apologia Church. We, we, and then we, we started to, and yeah. then we started to see the stuff coming from the pulpit. It was like, mm-hmm. whoa, time out. What's mm-hmm. going their on? Their music right is another, they yeah. talk about music being in a trance. They talk mm. about, you know, going into a deeper consciousness. And so well, there, there, there's a connection point different. between there. We may not have time to fully explore oh, here, yeah, but no. in terms of the the music and energy created through the music that has been used by uh, gurus and swamis for millennia. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. People have been using the beats and the music to get people into right. an yes. altered state of consciousness. Yes. And you have the rep- repetitive nature of the beats. Repetitive. You have, yeah. I mean, just, I mean, people don't understand. I think at times Christians understand that, like, look, when, when you look at the guys that are banging down the street, well, like, for example, we, I, was, <laughs> I, was, I was in Kauai uh, with my son doing, we were doing evangelism. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I took him up to where this new age shop is in mm-hmm. Kapa'a. And I was mm-hmm. like, we were in here. This is what they're doing. Look at this stuff. And as he walked down the stairs, this, this person comes like banging, yeah. like down the street. And I was trying to explain to him, he's like, well, that just seems so foolish. And it was like, Hare Krishna, Hare, over and over. Yeah. I was trying to explain to him, I was like, it's not just a weird practice. Mm-hmm. 
the the clanging and the repetition yeah. for hours and hours and hours becomes a trance where you get into an altered state of consciousness. Exactly. Now take that same principle of methodology that's been used for millennia in all of these new age uh, um, religions and cults, and now you take that and put that into the Christian church, but you do it with the veneer of Christian worship music. Mm-hmm. Understand that if you have a 12, 15 minute long song with <laughs> with a, a same beat and repetitive nature, and the, mm-hmm. it, it will take you and throw you on the floor. Which, mm-hmm. according to them, is the purpose. They exactly. want to do this. Right. Exactly. Yeah. They're so, not even hiding it right. anymore. And, and, and here's the thing. See, you know this. You two know this. Mm-hmm. This is your field. This is your area. So, so you'll hear Bill Johnson say something, or you'll hear one of these people say something and you go, I know where you got that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And it's Source. not from the Bible. Yeah. It's, but, it's okay. So second yeah. Timothy three sixteen. Yes. Yep. All, all scripture is God breathed. Yes. We have a counterfeit to that. Don't we? Yes. That all of this apostasy is from the enemy breathed. Yes. Mm. Because it's all the same. It's yes. the same author. Yes. Just like the, all the 66 Bible, Bible That's books good. Mm-hmm. have different human authors, but the same yeah. Holy spirit, yes. same author yeah. with a new age. It's the same author throughout Deception. it. It's, that's why wow. it's repetitive yes. in the physics of, heaven um the authors in there talk about the power of sound mm-hmm. i had written about that in the new age this when i wrote a, a big book called solomon's angels and it was a novel but it was based on what i believed that solomon didn't use any metal tools to create the temple because they were like war te- war instruments with metal so he used sound mm-hmm. so i had this big story about how stone stonehenge stones were moved with sound and and the temple everything was built with sound so everything that wow. I find in the Bethel videos and their books, been there, done that. Mm-hmm. I've already written that. But the thing is, you can't refute them with that because they're saying no big deal. You appropriated that from Christianity. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. And and it's amazing because you can tr- you can trace the pedigree and the lineage to these practices and sh- demonstrate that it is certainly not from Christianity or biblical no. worldview. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it most Absolutely. definitely comes from the world of the occult and the new age. There mm-hmm. is a pedigree and a movement you can you can trace it to. It, and, and the sad thing about it is, be, is it becomes, it. well, I'll give you an example, okay? And it, I don't want this to take us off track, but good example. Um, I don't like to always address the comments that are happening here, but it's a good example It just happened to pop up. There's a woman in our feed here that um, uh, said something to the effect of, uh, uh, oh, like something like nose rings. Yeah, like that's from God. Like that's pagan. And I was thinking to myself here, that is so indicative of exactly the thing we're talking about here is that Christians make assumptions or have a tradition that they just adopt and they embrace, not testing it by the standard mm-hmm. to right. say this is the standard, exactly. right, of what's pagan, what's not pagan, mm-hmm. what's yep. occultic, what's not occultic, right. what's true, what's not true, what's just, what's unjust. So, for example, a woman comes in here and she sees, she says, oh, like nose rings, women, yeah, that's a pagan thing. Great job, Christians, for picking that up. And it's like, <laughs> or Ezekiel 16. <laughs> where God is actually talking about how he made Israel, his wife, beautiful. And he, he put a nose And ring, he says yeah. that he wrapped her in linen and silk, and he says, and he put a nose in her ring to yeah. make her beautiful. Ring in her, so, ring in her nose. Ring yeah. in her nose. Uh, sorry, uh, yeah, yeah, ring in her nose <laughs> to make her beautiful. So apparently God's a fan of facial piercing in terms of beautifying his wife. Yes. But here is a great example of a Christian who's like, who sees something, a practice, and either has a tradition behind her that goes, that just, that's just pagan, but not testing it by the standard, or Christians today that will just have a preacher or a pastor give them a tradition mm-hmm. or a standard and say, this is from God, we, we developed this stuff. This is not occultic, it's not pagan. Yeah. We had it first. And it's like, you didn't ever do the critical research to ask the question, right. does he know what he's talking about? Pew Research recently found that only 5% of, of 
self-proclaimed Christians have read the whole Bible, only five mm. percent. Wow. And so it's yeah. less in the secular world. And then you have spiritual blindness on top of that. I was spiritually blind in the new age. Yeah. I, I could not have been saved myself. I had no idea that I was sinful because I was raised that I was perfect, whole, and complete, mm -hmm. that God had made me in his image and likeness, Genesis 1, mm -hmm. and that nothing had changed. So in order to be saved, I had to face my sinful nature, that I was, I was depraved. Mm -hmm. And people who are in these churches may be spiritually blind and may just be hearing us as wah, 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 sure. and just kind of reacting to what we seem, they might think we're unloving. But m our concern is people who do leave the new age, uh -huh. who've been convicted and don't know any better like lost sheep yeah. and they go oh this church seems familiar it's got psychics but they call them prophets so they're cool <laughs> mm -hmm. and and they go into the church and they never hear the gospel so they remain unsaved yeah that's yeah. that is our concern and okay. that's why we're Amen. so we're huge proponents of reading the bible because that's that's what happened to me is that i was very biblically illiterate and i had no idea what the bible taught and that's how i got into new thought mm -hmm. i didn't realize that it wasn't mm -hmm. christian i thought it was christian i thought it was a higher form of spirituality mm -hmm. and you know back then it just kind of snuck up on me now it's just kind of being you know welcomed in to these churches yes so i, I we've been going for a while here i think but um i want to get a few more things everybody who is uh, with us right now again if you're new here uh, new age and the occult with two uh, very lovely ladies that know this subject and are want to bring the gospel and biblical worldview into it uh, make sure you guys share this across your social media platforms help us to communicate the gospel and the biblical worldview in the public square okay so i have uh, two two specific ones i wanted to ask and that is one um there is a very very popular movement now um that is re really an obsession with aliens and uh, um a lot of the conversation that's taking place when people start embracing the idea of these other aliens that have planted us here and you know a lot of these things lead people into trying to now communicate mm -hmm. with yeah. these spirits and these aliens mm -hmm. so is there is there at times and this might be a larger discussion we don't have time for now but maybe just a quick answer is the, is there a familiarity with you and where you're from in terms of when people start talking about aliens? Is there a connection between aliens and the New Age, or is there? Is it does it seem like they're bedfellows? Yeah. Uh, okay. There's there's different aspects of New Age, okay. just like there's different denominations of Christianity. And so I came from the type of New Age that was very fantasy-like, mm -hmm. and so it was mermaids and angels and fairies. Mm. And the alien one, which I was into for about two years with Dr. Stephen Greer's work. Okay. And and so I was looking at that, but it was kind of like going into another church. So, mm -hmm. but, but yeah, there's a definite um, homogeny there with mm -hmm. the, the unclean spirits and the counterfeit spirits mm -hmm. posing as aliens. And, and I used to go outside and talk to the stars mm -hmm. and say, please help us. I was wow. really into this, the, the whole serious um, mm -hmm. thinking that that's where we got our water from wow. for the planet and the whole um, belief that we were water beings to begin with. And so I, that fit into Th this my... This is really, this is kind of mm -hmm. interesting. Um, you're making some claims. People are like, what? Mm -hmm. These are like, these wait, wait, what? But here's the thing. Age. I think it'd be good to talk about, Doreen, in terms of like the biblical worldview providing a grounding um, and um, the preconditions necessary to make sense of evidence, yeah. facts, mm -hmm. logic, love, beauty, truth, goodness. Like we have... We have an ultimate standard, a principium, a reference point for yes. everything. And we have a, a reason to be able to say, I believe this because, and we can move down the line of evidences and reason and all mm -hmm. those different things. But you're making these claims about mermaids and these Experience. and that and so, serious and water. Here's the thing. Um, when you made those claims, it wasn't because of evidence. No, it, it was a worldview. It was a worldview. But when I look at it now through okay. the lenses of, of, of a Christian you know, who's mm -hmm. who is I'm reading the Bible now for the fourth time through and I'm taking seminary classes. 
um, and as a former psychologist and someone who was in that world. I'm, a, I'm an, ex, an insider. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, when I look at that, I see that new age is a coping mechanism for trauma survivors. Mm -hmm. And so in the hmm. type of new age I was in, it was very much of, of, um, uh, about um, dis disconnecting from reality, very mm -hmm. much like you see with um, disassociation. And so when, when I left the new age, people were very angry with me. I mean, I, there's so much slander about me on YouTube that it's just crazy. People were making up stories about me Join the club. that don't make any <laughs> sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> fake, fake videos of, of things that they said I did, which yeah. are shocking. Yeah. Um, and part of the reason I realize now is I was kind of taking away their coping mechanism. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They uh -huh. like to go into that dissociative state of believing that fairies are gonna rescue them mm. and that they can go swim with mermaids in the ocean and such and and it was a very kind of happy place to go it's like a bubble world mm -hmm. an alternative reality yes oh man I, i'm so glad you guys are doing more with us we have so much <laughs> we'd like to talk about but I just just briefly you you lived in hawaii yes and, 11 years uh, 11 years mm -hmm. and um which and islands big island mostly waimea and kona and then i lived in maui um for a while awesome mm -hmm. okay so um we planted a church in the island of Kauai, uh -huh. and um we I, I this would be maybe this is more for us um yeah and in terms it's of like for us. it's encouragement for us but also it'd be, it'd be more for us in terms of like when we let people know the importance of actually bringing the gospel to the islands yes people can understand like you don't plant a church in Kauai because it's paradise it's actually very hard to plant churches in Hawaii mm -hmm. very hard yeah it's a very yeah. hard culture to crack especially as a non-Hawaiian as exactly yeah. mm -hmm. and uh, and if you have a message that says Jesus is the only way right this is the truth you must yield to it Hawaii doesn't no it's, doesn't that would be threatening to them very they, much so they and, want their their deities to be mixed in and this mm -hmm. is where this is sort of what I'm getting at is the new age that has set up shop in Hawaii mm -hmm. generally mm -hmm. on all the islands and Kauai and, there's one of the biggest goddess temples there yes that's right mm -hmm. where so, is that at um I'm trying to think where that's at that, it's the south, that's the south south side it's it's a Kali um and she's the the hindu goddess of destruction that that's isn't that the south and then the south that, side i think so yeah. i think it's on the south mm -hmm. side there's a couple different ones i think that's kinda... um okay so but but this is interesting in terms of like the importance of this because it does lead into like even evangelicalism highly impacted by new age practices and beliefs is you have a place that like hawaii we love the pe people of hawaii so much mm -hmm. and there's such lovely amazing oh, yeah. amazing people but they've been so impacted by not only their ancient religion which mm -hmm. is very pagan and occultic and things like that but also these americans that have come and set up shop yeah. in hawaii with all the new age beliefs have sort of like just fed into that sort of all is one mm -hmm. and ohana is most important don't disrupt ohana right. and um you know if i go to the jehovah's witness thing on monday and then i go to the uh, new age thing on tuesday no big deal yeah. like don't cause any you know rebels so we we noticed um that we started experiencing as a church some very overt overt and i mean from a human perspective mm -hmm. terrifying mm -hmm. experiences where where we were coming into the island now we're setting up to preach the gospel we started experiencing some very overt spiritual attacks yes. um people on our team um who would never think like this and never even have this kind of a perspective they're not seeking these kinds of experiences being told to kill themselves um uh very strange mm -hmm. spiritual experiences of people on the island just coming and standing and staring at them mm -hmm. like knowing who they were yeah like like we don't have any idea who these people are but they're showing up and they just know who you are yeah. mm -hmm. they call um, it the coconut wireless yes mm -hmm. and uh and wow. so so also people are getting cuts and marks on their bodies yeah. and they're um, while they're asleep yeah. um uh, entities weird strange mm -hmm. spirits walking through the house 
Uh, I know all this sounds crazy to our listeners. They're like, Jeff, I thought you were a Reformed Baptist. Um, I am. And <laughs> my point is, is that we don't seek these things. We're not conspiracy theorists. But here's my point I'm bringing up. This is a reality. Mm-hmm. We're not fighting against flesh and blood alone. This is not just silly things like people are just being silly. Right. There is a legitimate spiritual element to this. And that is in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And it has impacted even Christianity. Here, of course, mm-hmm. on the mainland, but also in Hawaii. Yeah, when I um, was saved, I went through, I, I didn't even know that demons were real. Mm-hmm. I had no theology wow. about um, the devil or anything. So when I went through spiritual warfare, um, in, and it was in Hawaii, um, I, was, I, I could not sleep. It was insomnia. It was as if they were attacking me. Oh, yeah. And um, I could, it was palpable. I could feel, yes, you I could feel, feel the their spirits. presence. And I also got a sense that there was people in some communities praying against me. And, mm-hmm. and so I didn't know what to do. So I, I played deliverance ministry videos and they actually made it worse. Like the spirit that goes and gets seven more and brings it back. Mm-hmm. It got, it got worse and worse. Finally, I kind of found that if I play audio of the Bible, that that would leave me alone. Wow. That's what we found too, is, yeah. is just the only way to combat that very real dark spiritual presence was with the word of God, yes. praying and speaking against it. Like Jesus in the wilderness. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's the only way we could actually get, get freedom from these things. Yep. People on our team that hadn't even been conversing to one another about what they mm-hmm. were experiencing right. finally came and broke down to us as pastors. Yeah. And pr- privately started bawling, saying, this is what I'm experiencing. I feel like I'm going crazy. And mm-hmm. lo and behold, we talked to the other person. They break down and say, Pastor Jeff, I'm, we're experiencing this. And yes. I was like... Wow. You no, know, it's real. I, yes. I had to read C.S. Lewis's Screw Tape Letters. Mm-hmm. That really instructed Wasn't, me. Isn't was that going. instructional? Love it. It's yeah. told a fantasy, yeah. but not. No, <laughs> it's too real. Yes. He went through it, obviously. Yeah. Awesome. And yes. then, um, as I said, just really studying how Jesus handled the demons in the wilderness. And okay. you, had a, you had a different experience out there, right? Was that the time whenever you saw Well, it's interesting because I've, I've had these paranormal experiences yeah. since I was a child. And, the, and then they, they've kind of stopped. I'm still very intuitive, sensitive. But the last vision that I had was two, early 2018, yeah. where I saw a demon and uh, just this manifestation of a demon. I screamed the name of Jesus and it went away. But it, it really, um, it scared me. I now have a cross on the wall where that <laughs> demon came through. It was, wow. it was terrifying. Well, and, but then the vision stopped after that. I, and here's, here's the thing, Dorian. People are going to hear you say that right now that are Christians that want to be grounded in the word of God. And they're going to say... Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, I probably would too if I heard that story. But but I but I want you, I I want people to be very very serious Mm -hmm. about the world that you were in and the communication with spirits that you had Mm -hmm. to take you very seriously when you talk about this being the ultimate standard and to test Mm -hmm. all things by this. When you when you say you had an experience Mm -hmm. like this, Mm -hmm. I want to say it's not. I would impossible Mm -hmm. or really in in essence when you're doing this kind of work, uncommon. To have yeah. these kinds of crazy experiences, I mean, I've experienced some very mm-hmm. intense spiritual attacks yeah. and um, some stuff that is out of this world. It's not from this world kind yeah. of experiences. I, I found that what really helped was to submit to the Holy Spirit's guidance. Um, I found that whenever I would resist what the Holy Spirit was guiding me to do, which was mainly to be bold on social media and, and denounce my old work, I was trying to just post the light, you know, your faith will move mountains kind of post. Sure. And the Holy Spirit was saying, no, you need to be very clear with people that what you created before is heresy. You need to tell them that. Mm-hmm. And, and so as soon as I would obey that and put something on social media that would say that if you use my old cards, you will attract demons. You know, you, you're opening yourself up for 
the this mm. is this is a tool of the devil and so people would get so mad my friend <laughs> melissa here would help me to moderate my page when i would post those things but it got the word out um yeah you know like i said my my books and i had what were like well i had some tarot cards with angels on them mm -hmm. i mean really horribly heretical stuff that i deeply regret but god's using my sinful past for his glory mm, now um, by calling people out of the new age who are on the fence who mm -hmm. are being called anyway Mm -hmm. And and there's some new age teachers watching me, mm -hmm. kind of because they're getting called, but they're afraid of the slander I'm going through and the persecution. Mm. Oh yeah. So I'm just praying for anyone who's being called, who's on the fence, to say that just go, just leave the new age and go to Jesus's arms. Wow. If I could just offer some encouragement to you and to our listeners who maybe have gone through certain things without getting, I know we're closing out here, so without getting into a whole other eschatological. No, no, take, no, take your time. Well, no, I, yeah, I, it's fine. This can go one direction, right. especially if I get you going on eschatology. Okay, we'll I'll, I'll keep my mouth shut. Okay. But like one thing I, since this has come up with us in Kauai, I've studied this a little bit and and actually I got this from, from Joe Boot, but he pointed out that if you look at the Old Testament, there really wasn't any demonic activity, you know, and then there's that 400 year period between the Old Testament and Christ. And then Christ shows up and, and bam, it's the demons are freaking out they know what's coming and 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 you know if you think about it this way like obviously there's nothing for us to fear but but the reason we see stuff like that that we see demonic uh, opposition is because uh with the grow as we're growing christ's kingdom with the gospel we're regaining we're regaining this world um for 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 the kingdom of christ and and they're freaking out and they know that and, that, and so that's why you see these jeff calls them parlor tactics parlor mm -hmm. tricks, parlor tricks yeah. yeah you know where it's just it's just little games to get us to to be to, to be scared they can't harm us but they're trying no. to scare us because they know we're taking over what what they've had for a long time That's right we yeah uh, we had and i'm glad you brought that up we had one of our people on our team same experience it is an amazing listen to her talk yeah. with the experience yeah, like absolutely. laying down your head at night you're in bed and this presence fills your room mm -hmm. and is on top of you mm -hmm. uh w the spirit there's, of heaviness i had yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, pinning you to your bed mm -hmm. yep. those sorts of things um we had one of our people that was it experienced that that being pinned to their bed mm -hmm. we had somebody who was getting marked up and and the, one of these uh, things was walking around her room mm -hmm. um and uh, there's witnesses to this and mm -hmm. all the rest so believe me we're not Again, conspiracy theorists, crazy mm. stuff, tinfoil hat stuff. This is like thinking biblically, being grounded, saying spiritual elements to all this. Um, it is, it's interesting because it was those kinds of parlor tricks. It was like mm. a, a, a scary, pre let me freak you out by, yep. you know, walking around the room or being here or, or, or whispering something. Yeah, it's blackmail. Yeah, it whispering something. Mm. Blackmail, that's Just good, trying yeah. to skate, because what can you do? Can you, can, can you go, can a demon go where the spirit of God indwells? Can... Can the demonic reside within a Christian who's filled with God's right. spirit? No, it, it cannot. So what's the worst you're going to get as a Christian? Parlor tricks, deception, mm -hmm. lies, accusations, exactly. those kinds of things. And what do you have? You have the sure word of God. You can speak against those sorts of things. You're, you belong to Jesus. You'll never be lost. And so when, you, when it comes to the demonic and the new age and the things that are associated with the occult and this whole world, the best that they've got is the parlor tricks. <laughs> and that's true. I think that the demonic freak out mm -hmm. when you have... Absolutely. A solid Christian witness coming to engage where they're at. They know where there's no threat. Mm -hmm. Like you might say, like, you know, there's like, for example, there's tons of Christian churches in Hawaii and Kauai. Yeah. But if they're, if you're not a threat to the kingdom of darkness, there's not a lot of real concern for you. But as soon as you get Christians who come out of that darkness and they come bringing the light into that world, that's where you get some massive opposition. Right. So I would say if you're getting a lot of spiritual attacks, a lot of accusations, a lot of deception, a lot of the really terrible parlor tricks from the demonic, I would say 
it sounds like you're doing something right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's and an honor. It's, it's an, an honor, honor that they know your name. Yeah, it's, it's good that they know who you are. I, that's, what we were, that's what Pastor Luke and I were telling our team in Kauai. It's like they know who we are, mm -hmm. and that's a good thing. That's yeah. right. Uh, so we're regaining ground for the, for the kingdom. So. Absolutely. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise All right. God. Great show. And we have more coming, guys. Our team is... Uh, is actually going to be recording Cultish, doing some episodes with the ladies here. Uh, where can everyone go to get more from you guys and get connected? Um, I have a Facebook page, Doreen Virtue for Jesus, and we're both on Instagram. And you've got Melissa Doherty. Yeah, your... I'm on Facebook, uh, Melissa Doherty, Instagram, Melissa Doherty 77, and mm -hmm. YouTube. All, both of us on YouTube. And people can send us messages on Instagram. Yeah. Excellent. All right. Thank you, ladies. Thank Thanks you. for making the trip. Yes, thank you so much. Thanks for being amazing. here with us. Hopefully, we get to do lot, lots more in the future. All right, guys, I'm Jeff, the Coleman Ninja. That's Luke the Bear. Peace out. And uh, you get more at ApologiaStudios.com. Don't forget, today is the last day to get the early bird discount for ReformCon. Get it at ReformCon.org. Go do it soon. Don't forget, if you don't do it, by the stroke of midnight tonight, you're not put into the raffle where Pastor Luke and I are going to take you out to dinner. Uh, so get in there. Don't forget, there's limited seating, guys, for the conference. Uh, and when the seats are done, they are done. Yep. That's it. So yeah, make sure you guys get them as soon as possible. We'll see you guys here in October. Thank you guys for listening. God bless you. Jesus is God. Make sure you get to know him, guys. We'll catch you guys next time right here in Apologia Studios.